Welcome to the Voice of V podcast, where I talk about things that matter to me, might matter to you, and in the end, just might foster an understanding of perspectives, realities, and what makes us who we are. We live in love in a great, big, diverse society of people. And until we start to talk, to listen, and think, we're not going to make progress. Sometimes heavy, sometimes not. But always from a place of good with an intent to do no harm. That being said, I make mistakes. So feel free to reach out and let's talk about it. I am V, so let's get to it. Today's going to be a little bit of a freestyle podcast, because to be quite honest, I, I kind of pulled my back out a couple of days ago, and I've been nursing that ever since, and I've had a lot of things kind of tossing around in my head while I nursed my back, and I, I haven't really had a chance to come up with a script because I've been doing so much research related to the things that I want to talk about, and... Um, the, the first one is, and, and I brought it up last week, when, or brought it up on Wednesday, when I was talking about coffee, and I mentioned that you don't miss it until it's gone. And what my intention to relate that to today has to do with water. Um, and I'm specifically talking about water that is viable for drinking water in this country. And how it just seems to just go past people like it just doesn't matter. I think most Americans, you know, we, we turn on the faucet and we don't think anything about where it comes from. And, but I can tell you that when you turn that faucet on one day and it's not there, you're going to think about it. And what's been frustrating me is we've been seeing the satellite imagery over the last few years about of Lake Mead. And if you are not frightened by the progression of the levels that are dropping on Lake Mead, then you're really not paying attention because that's just one waterway and it's one that you can see. There's water underground as well, but you can't see that. And I can guarantee you that the same things are happening because whether you want to subscribe to the theory of climate change or not, you, you just throw that out the window. I'm not even going to sit here and argue that. You cannot deny that our glaciers are melting at an unbelievable rate. Our oceans are rising. We're, we're putting money into budgets for sea rise. So clearly we're, we're admitting that we've got a sea level rise problem. So our oceans are rising and our lakes and other waterways are dropping. I am from Florida and I can tell you that I have over my lifetime watched the Suwannee River drop to such dramatic levels. It, it, it's mind-boggling. There are places where you, you can't even canoe anymore. You've got to carry your canoe through these sections of the river. And that's just one river. It's one I'm very familiar with because it's in my home state. Um, Lake Mead, it's really hard to just really wrap your head around how much water that is. And the, and the thing is, we just don't seem to be 
taking it serious, very much like our infrastructure in this country. Um, so many things are just, you know, falling apart, and we just tend to take the idea that, oh, well, we'll fix it when it breaks. Okay, well, you know, that's fine, but when the water runs out, when it runs dry, that's the one thing, the one thing, none of us, we can't live without water. Humans will cease to exist without drinking water. Now, sure, people will say, well, you know, well, there's oceans full of water. We can desalinate that. Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds nice, and that's good. Desalination plants are extremely power-hungry. They are complicated. And what does that do for people who don't live close by to an ocean? What does that do for, you've got to get the water inland, You've got an entire, you've got Kansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, the list goes on of all of the states and the population that, that don't live on a coastline that even if they had a working and functional desalination plant there, it, it's, it's it, just trying to pull all of this together, it, it, it's mind-boggling to think about. The pipelines required, just the money required, the infrastructure required, et cetera, et cetera. And we just seem to ignore that, you know, these lakes are dropping and, and people watch the news and, oh, it's horrific and, oh, it's terrible and, you know, oh, my gosh. But then, you know, six months later, we see the same news story, but nothing's been done. You know, we sit there and, you know, gasp at the lake levels and, you know, now we're finding cars and boats and boat, a boat from World War II, I believe, was found and we're finding course bodies and whatnot um people we've got to wake up we've got a serious problem flint michigan should have been a good indicator we've got bad water pretty soon we're going to have no water and if we wait until it's broken it's too late it's too late and forgive the, the shuffling papers i do have a few notes even though i don't have a script um this is just something that, you know, I get so frustrated with people that they, they just, they waste water like, like it's nothing. Um, I mentioned last week that I went from making a pot of coffee to now having only one cup a day. By choice, I do pour over coffee. So the amount of water that I use for coffee every day is exactly what I am going to drink. There is no half a pot left over that gets dumped down the, down the sink. There's none. You make it, you drink it. There is no waste. And it's very hard for me to understand why there's no alarm for this rapid disappearing lake that's as large as Lake Mead. And if, if you want to really learn, I mean, look at a map. You can look at historical maps. Lake Mead feeds into Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam releases, creating hydroelectric power, releases to the Colorado River, then continues over to the Glen Canyon Dam, also hydroelectric power, and then to Lake Powell. Lake Powell has also been dropping. Everything is interconnected. It's not as if, you know, this one lake here doesn't mean anything to this one. I mean, take the flooding that we've had this year and some of our terrible weather disasters. You can have snowpack melting in Yellowstone, and it affects rivers hundreds of miles downstream. It's all connected.
So you can't just ignore the fact that we have got to be more conscious of our water usage. Do we really need all these manicured lawns everywhere? There are cities around the country that have now outlawed these manicured lawns that require so much water, um, never mind the pesticides, I won't even go there. But the water that is required to keep up these yards for the HOA rules is just getting out of hand. Um, pretty soon they might come for your swimming pool, and that's going to make a lot of people really upset. But the thing is, we've put ourselves in this position, and we've got to make a concerted effort to figure out some solutions. We've got to stop wasting so much water. Because as I said, when it's gone, it's too late. Now, there was a movie about this. Now, granted, it was all sci-fi. You know, this was a movie. It's Hollywood. I get it. Called Waterworld. I think it was in the 80s. Um, you know, parts of that could become true. And you can laugh it off that I'm, I, that I'm, you know, comparing this to some Hollywood flick. But the reality is, if you think gas wars are bad, let the water faucets run dry. Because when people are dying from the lack of water, you're going to see panic on an entirely different level. And speaking of panic, do you know what else is going to cause a panic? a mandatory military draft in the United States. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's no military draft. Let me tell you something. This week's legislation to help our veterans that have been exposed to the chemicals in the burn pits um, that was voted down by Republicans who previously voted for the very same bill in June. <sighs> if we don't start taking better care of our veterans, no one is going to sign on the dotted line to serve their country. And now, there's been talk on the news. Senator Cruz talked about how there was a budget trickery done with this bill by the Democrats. That is completely false. Most of the time that I've spent the last two days has been reading this actual bill and reading the one before. There was one line that changed, and it had nothing to do with budget. It was a tax implication. Nothing changed. This act contains no pork, no extras, no nothing other than monies allocated for the care of these veterans that fall into the categories as laid out in this act to take care of them. There are a multitude of health problems cancers. Leuke leukemia in particular ha has come up with a lot of soldiers who have been exposed to these burn pits. Now, when they talk about the budgets of discretionary versus mandatory, discretionary budgets are the ones where things can sort of get pushed around and moved around. This PACT Act, this bill, and you can read it yourself, it's a simple Google search. You can go right to the government site where you're not, it's not somebody else's right. It's the actual bill. You can read it. And it is very clear, even to those of us who are not lawyers and understand all of this. It is mandatory spending. So it comes out of the mandatory budget bucket, clearly allocated, very specifically 
for our veterans. Nothing's changed. Nothing's been added. There is no sneakiness going on. This was simply just Republicans having a temper tantrum because of what they view as the Democratic win last week, two weeks ago, with the climate bill activity, the bill. Now, what's frustrating about this even more, aside from the obvious, is that our politicians on both sides, this this game of temper tantrum because you got to win or temper tantrum because they got to win, it has got to stop. This is not about keeping score. This is about representing the citizens that put you there in those seats. And I can tell you that taking care of our veterans is a high priority for nearly every single one of us. And by rejecting this bill, it's a kick in the face for every veteran. And in my opinion, first of all, if, you know, if, first of all, every sitting member of Congress has health care for life. No problems. You know, they get the care they need. Anybody who signs up for the military, any of our veterans should not ever have to worry about medical care, dental care, or mental health care. It should all be covered. No questions. That's what they get in return for their service and for signing on that dotted line. Now, some people are saying that, well, Chuck Schumer, he's a Democrat. He voted against it. There's a reason for that. It's a strategic move so that the bill can be reintroduced in the future. And if you don't understand that, you know, don't just blurt out that, you know, oh, well, a Democrat voted against it. There's a reason for that. What you should be doing is questioning the 25 Democrats who changed their votes from June to this week when the bill is exactly the same. Do you support our veterans or do you not support them? These Republicans have no problem spending discretionary money and pulling money from here and there for wars. They got no problem supporting wars. But what about the actual soldiers? So the next time you want to scream that, you know, you're a big military supporter and stand behind the troops and blah, 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 and all that flag waving, you need to ask these Republicans why they voted against this, truthfully why they voted against this. And to rub it, and to make it even worse, to rub it in the faces of veterans, they were fist bumping on the floor because they won the vote by knocking this bill down. So I'm telling you, you really need to think about the people that you vote for in November at every level, and I've mentioned this before. Don't say that you support our veterans and you support our troops and you're okay with what just happened this week with the PACT Act. Look it up. P-A-C-T. Look it up. Google it. Simple Google search. It'll take you right to the bill itself. You can read it. It really isn't that long as bills go. And the reason it isn't very long as they go in government is because it is very specific to the care of these veterans. Look it up. I encourage you to think and do your own research. Don't go by one snippet you see on the news and take it for everything. 
do your homework, please. For our veterans, do your homework. <sighs> now, I know this is Serious Sunday, and those were the two main topics that have been on my mind this week the most, and I wanted to have a third one, but like I said, I, I had a little setback this week, and I wanted to at least talk about these two things, specifically the PACT Act. But I'm going to end on a lighter topic um, that I received some equipment for the studio, um, some sound, some sound boards, some foam boards, so hopefully can make the sound a little bit better. I hope to get those installed this week. I'm pretty excited about it. It's a pretty simple little solution to sort of get rid of some of these echoes. Um, so if you if you hear any improvement, I've got them sort of halfway propped up. They're not installed right now, but I've sort of done a little makeshift studio for today just because they need a couple days to reinflate themselves after being vacuum-packed to get here. Um, but I hope to have them by Wednesday's recording or at least by Sunday's to have them up. So let me know, you know, if you can tell a difference in the sound. I'd really appreciate the feedback. Um, and if you have some opinions on these two particular topics, um, let's talk about it. I want to hear about it. If, if, if you're someone who's got, you know, experience in government, I myself have experience in government. I have a public administration degree as well. Um, research was drilled into my head in that program. That's why I push it so much. It's very important. Take the time, do the research. But I'd really love to hear from you because both of these topics are extremely important. Um, we have to take care of our veterans. We have to do better. We have veterans that are homeless because they cannot get the mental health care that they need. We've got to do better. And if we don't, no one's going to sign up. And then they're going to they're gonna come for your sons and daughters, and it's going to be mandatory. And then you'll be screaming. So pay attention. Question your senators. Why did they vote no? And ask them to show you what changed between June and, and this week. Because nothing changed in regards to the budget or the monies or any of the things that they're spouting about right now. There was one change. And it had to do with the providers themselves, and it was a, a sentence that had tax implications. That is it. That's the only thing that changed. So, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, it's a little short, uh, but that's okay. Pretty serious topics here. Um, take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself. And I will see you next week. <laughs>